Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, it's on, Alice. It's on. I officially made my divorce from the Trump movement today. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. You're coming in a little hot, actually. I can maybe turn you down. I can turn my mic down a bit. How's that? Say say again. How about now? 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 Okay, stop saying that. Stop saying um yeah oh and i had some some callers some who, who uh, it seems like i broke their hearts who who are who listen often who are just absolutely sickened angered or oh, there's this there's this email who's who can't stop this guy is probably a psycho oh god are you gonna end up murdered for talking on the radio i don't know do you get 500 grand for that yes oh then hopefully hmm. god oh the funny thing is, so yeah. So there's from some guy named Dan. Okay. Some guy named Dan. Do you want me to Ho- fill or are no, you no, okay? No. Okay. Okay. Uh. This is all today. I gotta see where I want to start here. Okay. Hi, Morgan. Morgan's in the chat too. I had a good conversation with Mark before we started the show in the chat because we were talking about there was a fantastic candidate in in his area of Massachusetts, Dombrowski, who lost mm. uh, pretty pretty incredibly badly. 
including his own town where he's a selectman. And I just think it's so interesting because, I mean, I got yelled at a bit by people on social media yesterday saying like, see, deal lost. He's too extreme. We need better. We need like more moderates, whatever. Like they're taking the GOP in like this extreme direction, whatever. But I don't necessarily think that's like the reasoning behind it, right? Because this candidate that I'm talking about is a state Senate candidate in what used to be Richard to say is district. So this is not like some hardcore, super blue district, or at least it didn't used to be, right? And, and the seat, like this guy who's running for the seat, he's uh, an awesome guy. I've helped campaign for him before. He's an openly gay guy. He's super moderate. Like he's not my type of Republican personally, mm -hmm. but he's so like in line with where the town is politically. He's served the town as a selectman. He's been on like all these committees. He does so much in the community and like he got beat like two to one, including he lost in his own town. Like he's everything that the left says we need in candidates, socially liberal, super like professional. He's a, an attorney. He's like, no, he's a serious person. This is not like, it, it, that doesn't seem to help. Right. Like mm -hmm. it, he got beat just as bad as Jeff got beat. Like, right. I don't, well, I don't think that it's the, like being a moderate. That's the answer here. I really don't. This guy, Dan, says, America needs 2020 fixed and all the traitors held accountable. We cannot move on from such a blatant rigged stolen election. So when you keep pushing to move on, you you are complicit in the crime. He says again, Trump won in 2020, but a landslide. Again, I saw trying to suggest your interview, Lynn Wood. Uh, Lynn Wood, then, then okay. He says, then he said to me, because I said, oh, it looks like I'm in trouble with somebody. He said, you're not in trouble. You just outed yourself as a rhino fool. But I recognized it a while back. Just getting mad and louder saying Trump can't win makes you sound even dumber. Uh, he, he says, Tom is correct about uh, the caller, Tom, desanctimonious. Man, you guys are done. The guy says, the guy, Tom, who was yelling at me, is dropping truth, bomb, truth bombs in you guys, and you can't defend yourselves. He goes, there's another email. Your credibility is gone, guys. You're embarrassing. And he goes, you guys put yourselves in the box, you fools. Then he goes, I'm listening to both Todd and Tom now, and what a joke. President Trump promoted... Hydrochloroquine, as well as American, and was skewered for it. By the way, I, da, 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 da. and then he said, then he says, I, then he said, I'm an a hole or whatever. And I said, he says, is Tom being paid by by the desanctimonious <laughs> campaign? Tom is going to ruin his career by taking this stance against President Trump. You are spewing lies on air as I write this. You guys have outed yourselves as anti-Trump <laughs> jokers with no credibility. Good luck. And I said, thank you. He said, you're welcome. You're going to need it. <laughs> I can't like and I know some people like this too that are like it's stolen it's this it's that but like I just go back to the example of Ohio right mm -hmm. because if you look at the Ohio numbers you have the governor Mike DeWine running he's a Republican you have JD Vance this like Trump and teal backed candidate and everything running for Senate mm -hmm. and Mike DeWine won 63-37 and J.D. Vance won 53-47. So, I mean, like, I hate to tell you, it's Trump. Like, I-'m sorry. There's a 10-point differential. And that's what it is. The Dude. 10 point difference is that Trump dragged them down. And like, I cannot like it as much as I want. I like Trump. I think he's funny. I think he's a great president. He Dude. really grew on me. He was right about a lot of stuff that Dude. I didn't think he was right about, right? Like, I can ignore. <laughs> 
I can acknowledge all this and also acknowledge the reality that he has been a huge drag on Republican candidates since 2016. Like, I appreciate that he won and beat Hillary in 2016. Maybe he was the only person who could have done it. I don't know. But he lost a ton of seats in 2018. He lost in 2020. He lost the Georgia races in 2020. And now he managed to lose 2022 with every candidate he backed really, really struggling. And as a matter of fact, like the only, you know, I like Trump a lot, but like how many times can you watch the same person lose before you say like, this is not the winning formula, right? Like we talked yesterday when we thought it was going to be a red wave and it wasn't, and we were wrong. Like we said, like, will Biden and progressives be able to pivot if the voters send them the message that like they hate them, right? Will they be able to adjust? Well, like the voters actually send the message to us and they said, no, like we're not doing this. And like the question is, can Republicans pivot at this point? I agree, Morgan. Trump probably has saved 15,000 babies, right? And they said, mm-hmm. what, 60,000 next year in the article we read? Like, I, I agree. I'm thrilled about Trump. I'm thrilled about Roe v. Wade. I am thrilled about like how he had world the judges peace basically are on his watch. Yep. Like, I, I love so much oh, that yeah. Trump did. Same but here. at some point, like, we have to freaking get people elected or we are screwed. Like, because we can't keep doing the country like this. And I think that, like... What we saw last night is the only person who didn't get blown out is the person who Trump was calling names three days before the election. Like, and as a matter of fact, he turned his state around 20 points in in four years. Right, in like, one Miami-Dade County, too, which is ridiculous. Trump's not all bad at all, Morgan. Morgan's saying he's not all bad. Trump is not all bad at all. I Trump agree is- with you. He just We just have to move on. It's, it, it's not 2016 anymore, and it's not 2020 anymore, where we both voted for him. We've got to move on to a better version because uh, my feeling is this, is that we've got to, the party, and I am encouraged by this by looking at some of the candidates in in Connecticut, but the, the, the um, Republican town committees can't all look like me. It can't be old, fat, white guys. It, we need young, hip cosmopolitan people not all of them but some of them some of them need to look at us and not say oh my god that's disgusting january 6th insurrection is this and that so we need somebody who's palatable to just a few people women in of melrose massachusetts to just a few women of west hartford to just a few you know people in greenwich village uh, of that, right. those types we need did to, you see that and they were like in the 90s I used to, uh, one of my best friends, is still one of my best friends, she's from Colorado Springs. Her dad was a big Republican. She was a Republican. And all her beautiful 24-year-old friends were Republicans. 24-year-old friends were Republicans. And they were cool. They were college, you know, keg stand partiers. And then they all got jobs doing stuff. Because it was palatable then. In too many places, including she's not anymore a Republican. But in too many places now, it's just not palatable whatsoever at all. And Trump is part of that problem. He is. He exemplifies. A lot of these people, as we know, are on an emotional religious crusade now with their politics, progressives. It's no. It's not about really issue sets, although the abortion thing is not a help. But that, that what it may, they are on an emotional crusade. In their crusade, they need a bad guy. Trump exemplifies that bad guy he has many of the personality traits that they're 
they imagine this madman bad guy to be, you know, Deslock out there. <laughs> and it's Trump, the way he behaves himself, too often fulfills in their mind this fan, this horrible uh, nightmare of the worst evil on earth. And now I realize right. that, that that should be on them, and that's mentally um, mentally either weak or shows a huge mental deficiency in the behalf of these um, yoga pant wearing wine mom types. But we need to get some of those people. We need to capture some of those people. We need to have. I should be in Republican town committee meetings. I should be the oldest, at least in some of them, one of the oldest and one of the fattest. I shouldn't be one of the youngest and one of the thinnest. It just shouldn't be. And we we need to expand. And I in ways that we are expanding. But if we ever want Massachusetts or California or New York or Connecticut to rejoin America, then we're going to have to um, normalize ourselves as somebody who is benign and anodyne to these cosmopolitan, suburban, um, college-educated women. We have to. Well, and I think what's important about Ron DeSantis as compared to, you know, some other people is that he is, he shows that you can do that you can act like a normal person while still being conservative and really being like very conservative and really putting into place conservative policies. Like he actually walks the walk. He's not just Mm -hmm. talking the talk and he's done a lot and people still really, really like him. He's been enormously effective at completely changing the conversation and completely changing the policy. He got a 20% bigger share of the voters in Florida than he did last time around where he just squeaked out of a tree. This was a blowout. That means that these Range Rover driving wine moms uh, who all have Pelotons now and are trying to regain their 17-year-old bodies, a, a bunch of them like him and probably love him. Yeah, I mean, he he's enormously popular. It, it, and, you know, you can't, like, there there is a certain quality. I think the fact that, like, he did really well and, like, Lee Zeldin also did really well, like, I don't think you can underestimate the fact that you know, Ron was up there campaigning for him. I know Trump the final went there in too, the, in but the, in the Zeldin thing—that is, what's uh, that? that? What is it? What was the final in the Zeldin thing? I don't know, but but a lot of the analysis I read was saying the fact that he's so vast, even though he lost, right? Mm-hmm. Lee Zeldin lost, but the fact that he so vastly outperformed expectations meant that he and there was so much excitement around the race meant that he dragged a lot of state level candidates up with him. There was actually somewhat of a red wave in, um, in. New York in terms of the state politics, the state legislature, there were a bunch of people that won that maybe weren't supposed to win who were like riding the Lee Zeldin coattails so that. Even well, and the, he D, the win, D triple C take was a beauty. The what? The guy, the, D, the head of the D triple C, the guy, the, the congressman from New York. It was a Republican takedown uh, of him. You know him. He's the guy who runs the D triple C, who allocates all the money for the for the Democratic races. I don't know what you're yes, referring to. Yes, I'm sorry. you do. It's it's. New I'm York. sorry. I don't know what you mean. Okay, let me Google it. Okay, um, but yeah, Morgan says don't throw Trump under the bus. He's done a lot of great things, including DeS- getting DeSantis into office. I mean, does the Trump endorsement help DeSantis? Sean like, Patrick after last Maloney. Night, I'm not sure. I don't Sean know. Sean Patrick Maloney is. concedes to Mike Lawler. Okay. Sean Maloney was head of the D- Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. 
Okay. And he got blown out. That's a good, that's killing an officer. Yeah, that is great. That is great. We like that. I mean, uh, Dave says he has a super majority in the Florida House and Senate. I think that's great. And like, the thing that's great about DeSantis is that unlike a lot of people, like sometimes you get like a hardcore conservative in office and they start to govern and they keep, um, and, and like they get unpopular because people don't like what they're doing. But like he has governed like a conservative and people love him. So, yep. I mean, I think that that's like he's selling it and selling the brand in a way that I think is really important. Yes. And, and the funny thing is, is that he's doing like he, Jeff Deal is also a soft spoken guy, a, a good looking guy. Um, he, he ran for governor in Massachusetts, got blown out and a. And, and not a punk, and is a family-oriented guy. He's always showing his wife and daughters and this and that, whatever. And he should be. He should be palatable, but he's not. Right. Because he's been dipped in the the monster liquid. So uh, women in, in W towns want nothing to do with him. Oh, my God. Insurrection is bad, bad. Because, well, he also has a specter of Trump around him. He shouldn't really, but he does. Well, yeah, and I think that it's important to note that it's not necessarily about moderate or conservative, right? Like, because I think that's like a false dichotomy because a lot of what people were saying to me is like, oh, like it's because you guys at the mass GOP is, oh, I run the mass GOP, which I don't like are crazy. And like you nominate these like extreme people and everything. But it's like really not about that because Ron DeSantis is really extreme and he's extraordinarily popular in a purple state. And like we talked about, there are moderates I was watching a few races with moderates running, like Ed Dombrowski was a moderate running, Joe Finn was a moderate running and lost. Um, oh, did he really? Sh- Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Sh- it was fairly close, I believe. But Bob he May, lose. he lose too? Yeah. Um, Sean Dooley lost, who was running against Becca Rausch, I guess. Uh, you know, he's another, he's a very establishment moderate series candidate. Baker was at his events. Like, you would think if it mattered, like, that these candidates would do better, but they just didn't. You know, I... I don't think that the, the answer is the moderates. Like, I think you have to have somebody who, <coughs> who's doing something exciting, who's learned the lessons of Trump. Morgan wants to know why Pennsylvania elected a dead man. I mean, it's a good question, but I think I think the Trump... Well, I, do I think there was cheating? Yeah, I think I think there was cheating. Sure, there, Philadelphia is a hotbed of this stuff. Like, you know, and I think you just... As as a Republican, they have this machine politics that works this way, and like we just have to do better. We just have to be better. I'm sorry, but like you know, Oz, <laughs> Oz was the Trump candidate. Oz was the Trump candidate. If right. if Trump hadn't been involved, Oz would have never won that primary in a million years. He was not a conservative. People were not excited about him. Like the, it was the money. It was Trump. It was Hannity and Grinnell going after Kathy Barnett. It was everything else. Like you know. That was Trump's hand-picked guy. Like, I'm sorry, he has some responsibility there. Right. It just, it just doesn't like work that way. And you know, I do. I think like I, I don't know who the right candidates would have been, but clearly, like, clearly there was a problem overall with with what happened there. I just, I, right. I don't it's see not, how you can way, say not, Trump doesn't bear some responsibility and like, for and it. And it's not throwing Trump under the bus. It's leaving him for a more streamlined, better product. He's got too much against him now. 
And a lot of it is not of his doing. A lot of it is just the beatings and BS narratives that the media started. The media's campaign about election deniers, or as Jake Tapper said yesterday, election liars, as, oh, okay. a, as a mainstream of these terms that the media never used to use about anybody. Oh, 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 oh. I know what Morgan's talking about. He's saying not Fetterman. They actually elected a dead man. That is also true. Mm-hmm. There, there was like a state rep or a state senator or something right. who had died prior to the race that that got elected. But I, but actually. I think that but, yeah. I, I think also that Trump did a great job in many many ways, and I'm I stand by my votes for him twice. No doubt about that. But, no, I like Trump far more than I thought I was going to, to be honest with you. And I think I think he was a great president, we, and I think that will be acknowledged someday. But I also think the country's on a path where we have to win, like, now. Right. Like, so listen to this. Can't. Here's Joe Biden today. What okay. in the next two years do you intend to do differently uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing. There you go. So yeah. now what's going to happen now, since there was no repudiation, of Democrats anywhere except for in Florida and no reckoning for Democrats for anything they did in COVID and they did destroy the kids, any of the stuff they're doing for CRT or whatever. They were, there's no punishment. Like we thought there would be with like with Lee Youngkin. What they're going to do now is um, uh, unleash the hounds uh, right. as far as CRT goes, as far as uh, all of this. They're saying, gender they're stuff saying goes. that, they're saying Biden had the best midterm performance in tw- of any president in 20 years. Well, since it's, 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 it's Eisenhower, I've seen. And that and that this is a, an endorsement of his agenda and that people want more of what Biden's doing, that that's what this means. Right. I don't think that's what it means. I think this is about Trump. I think he made himself a major part of this election. I think that the Democrats made him a big part of this election. I don't that, well, buy that. The entire, and the Democrats should be patted, celebrated because that's the, the entire reason why they kept the January 6th thing going all through the summer and extended it. This is the entire reason for this, to keep Trump in the news, because the real Trump was off of Twitter and slunk away. And the entire reason for the FBI to be poking around Mar-a-Lago was to keep right. him in the news cycle so that Trump was omnipresent. And it worked. And now, and now that Trump runs for president again, it's going to work again. And what the, the Republican gains that have happened will be washed out in 2024 and we'll have another democrat including possibly joseph biden as president Unreal. it's guaranteed Unreal. he's trump definitely cannot, gonna run in 2024 i'm also seeing analysis of people that are like wow this is such amazing performance like we have to keep biden in 2024 and now like see all the biden doubters like there were think pieces before the election about how like ron Klain was gonna get shuffled out of there i bet you ron Klain that's is over now. now like everybody's good they're good they're the perfect administration they can't do anything wrong everyone loves them that's like what they believe but like hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You know, it's just, this is a, what we have going on right now is just a non-winning formula. So I want to read you like a bit of this um, thread from this guy, John Hayward on Twitter. Did did you look at this at all? You might have seen it too. Um, He says, this is one of the strangest elections on the book. As uh, you witness the shock among so many Democrats, they did so well. He says there's probably not one explanation, but a few factors. Um, To get the most obvious out of the way, a lot of people are yelling fraud. Some stuff happened and apparently we'll have to put up with that forever because the electorate does not insist on clean, efficient elections, even after states like Florida prove it's possible. Fraud doesn't explain the nationwide results, though. Better to consider that Dems took advantage of the pandemic to loosen voter rules to an insane degree, and they are absolute masters of harvesting what we might politely refer to as the indifferent voter. What's the point of talking about momentum, late-breaking events, or how candidates perform when a huge chunk of the vote is banked by mail before the debates even happen? Robotic party-line voters and harvesting matter more than campaign skill. Second, candidate quality matters, and it matters well, a lot more. Go far- on. Yeah, yeah. What do you think what what effect do you think the early voting has? Do you think that it's taking voters who were not going to otherwise vote Republican I mean, vote Democrat and, and and making them vote Democrat? Well, in states like Massachusetts for example, Deal didn't win his primary until whatever that was, like September 9th or something crazy. Right? So then October 20th, early voting starts. So your time to campaign, to raise money and campaign is so short if you're not an incumbent, so short, right? And it's before the debates even happen. Like you can't, people are already voting and there's no time to make any impact to get your name out or anything. So that benefits the establishment and incumbents. Yeah, but isn't that person voting a Democratic dolt who's going to vote for the Democrat no matter what? Because some, some dude in the SEIU t-shirt told him to. Yes and no. So that's the other problem, right? So first of all, it's the problem that it means that campaigns don't matter because you cannot campaign enough in the short amount of time that you have between the primary and when people start voting. It also allows late breaking events like Fetterman being exposed as being literally brain damaged at the debate. Uh, you know, those voters have been voting for like three weeks before that even happens. So it's like, how how can you how can you measure the impact of that? But then, like he's saying too, like there is this ballot harvesting stuff that goes on, like like activists finding freaking homeless people and just asking them to vote Democrat, and like if it's giving them ten bucks to vote Democrat, who knows? But like, you know, they've had this operation in place for you know decades and decades, and. What he's saying is here is that it matters a lot more for the part that the candidate quality matters more for the party that doesn't have a massive ballot harvesting machine humming away to scoop up the indifferent voters early. This was illustrated in Pennsylvania, the true bellwether race. Many GOP areas candidates did well in tough areas, but they couldn't close the deal. With absurdly loose early voting, you only get one chance to make a a first impression. There are scads of mail-in votes before there are even debates, and the campaign doesn't matter. You can run a tight campaign, make all the right moves, and still come up short because you got off on the wrong foot. It's an environment that favors incumbents. The only real 
red tsunami of the midterm election in Florida featured an incumbent Republican with very solid resume and excellent political machines. DeSantis shook the pillars of heaven in a state he originally won by a squeaker. Third, money matters a lot. You didn't hear any media belly aching about money and politics this time because Democrats had oceans of it. We laugh at proven losers like Abrams and Beto who wasted millions, but believe me, the Dems had plenty to waste. Money always matters. It might not overwhelm everything else, but it is a huge factor. It lets you blast your message to voters and Dems get billions of in-kind donations from the media. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Etc. Uh, polarization is a factor. Etc. People are moving between states into the suburbs. The GOP's best bet is to reach people in death spiral blue areas with the message that they can do better. Things can change, but it's not easy. It's only possible if you're running candidates who convince those voters they can govern well with a nationwide election narrative. There was no national narrative from the GOP. The Dems had one with abortion panic and Biden's Mussolini speeches. They made a desperate play to shore up their base and it worked. Uh, the pandemic the Uh-huh. Um... What they were chanting at the DeSantis event last year, last night? No, what were they chanting? Listen, this is great. At the DeSantis, um, you know, victory party, they were chanting two more years. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that? Yeah. I mean, it's good for Florida, too, if DeSantis is president. Absolutely. That's my point of view. Who's, I don't know who the lieutenant governor is here, but... Uh, so wait a second. So right now the Senate sits at 49 for Republicans, 48 for Democrats. It says Republicans lost one, Democrats gained one. Who's left? Uh, Nevada's not called. I don't think Arizona's called. And I don't think Georgia's called. Okay, Nevada is lax salt. Yep. Uh, he could very likely win still. 77 reporting. He's up by two. Um, Blake Masters is oh, probably going to lose. Um, and then Herschel Walker is going to a, uh, a whatever. Great. A, Might as well have it be a nail butter. I don't want to win anything. There's your Trump candidates. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Libertarians. Thank oh, I do you. like Herschel Walker. Thank you, Libertarians, for the two-point Libertarian who made us go to a runoff. Thanks. That's well, great. what kind of Libertarian was he? That. Was he a weed Libertarian or a small government Libertarian? I don't know. He's an annoying Libertarian that took 2% of the vote and made us go to a runoff. That's what he is. I don't know anything else <sighs> about him, but I'm already annoyed by him. And Jerry's <laughs> off of uh, Trump, too. He's, he hates him. Everybody I talked to today who was who were Trump. I know. He it, liked my tweet about Trump, about Oz sucking. and Yeah. So, yeah. but, 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 but I would say he's probably where we are. It's not about really hating him. I'm not an anti. It's not about Trump. I, I like right. Trump. I didn't even think I would like Trump, and I like Trump, and I think he'll be looked back on eventually someday as a great president. The I problem really, is, really is do. Now, Trump made sense a few years ago. Um, you know, in 1977, disco made a lot of sense. Uh, in 1984, Motley Crue made sense. So that's the thing: is that we've moved on. The times are different. We need a different skill set, a different personality, you know, and that's 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 just it. Yep. Um, so I also got an email from friend of the show, Leslie, about that same Twitter thread. She actually sent me the same thread and she wrote this. Um she wrote, hi, Habibis. My absolute least favorite Twitter is election postmortem Twitter that said this is the smartest analysis I've seen. Dems have party unity. Uh, Dilbert creator Scott Adams calls it team play and nobody takes sides against the family. She says, Tom, tell Alice what movie reference that is. Uh, Godfather, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, Dems have been working for years and years on election machinery in states and localities, particularly taking advantage of the emergency in 2020 to change election laws in key areas and leaving the GOP flat-footed. We know there are Linsky's disciples never let a crisis go to waste, and they sure as hell didn't. In marketing, we call the phenomenon early adoption. Dems figured out how to legally lock in the early, perhaps knee-jerk, emotional, fear-based vote of non-thinkies, my term for their candidates, before the GOP has a chance to even present theirs to the electorate. The in-kind institutional support to Dems from media education and showbiz remains huge and IMO only growing. Conservatives are making headway back here, but again, we're like two generations behind and now the spawn of those institutions have populated and corrupted private industry. How about the big GOP donors start playing the long game and investing in that? About Trump, my opinion of Trump is similar to yours. He has a lot to improve on. I didn't vote for him in 2016, but I love most of his policies and accomplishments as POTUS. And I agree with Harwood that it's awful if true, that Trump's PAC didn't spend the money they could have in those races for his endorsed candidates. That is true. He had $100 million in campaign cash that he did not use to help anyone. But it is annoying that so many people were so eager to jump to blame him for yesterday's electoral failures. It seems to me the midterms have just hatched a new breed of never Trump, bandwagon, media, grifter, pundits, not helpful. You know that if outcomes were more favorable, many of the same people who are blaming Trump would be saying that those successes were despite Trump or something similar. So I don't like that he's being used as a knee-jerk emotional scapegoat for yesterday's disappointments. Agree and disagree, Leslie, because I get it, but I do like... I think that there's not really another good explanation for the way that the numbers shook out because he was very, very involved in picking candidates this cycle and endorsing and rallying for people. And when you're very, very involved, people are going to look at the results. And yes, if the candidates had done well, like then things would have been different, but they, they didn't do well. So we have the, we live in the reality that happened. Many are also blaming the national GOP establishment. This is true. Um, Where's that tweet you sent me? Um, Where'd it go? Uh, Yeah, Raheem Kassam, who's like a, he's like a Bannon war room guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He's saying getting texts from MAGA coattail riders who are now flipping on Trump, same people who backed Cruz, et cetera, in 2016. They don't get it. This poor performance reveals that McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniel need ousting. Trump didn't run these campaigns. They did, and appallingly. I've complained about bad picks for years, but these candidates come from GOP Central, not him. Unfortunately, he has the impossible job of holding a coalition of ours together. And what we're really seeing is how untenable the Big Tent stuff is. And he has a whole substack about that if you want to read it. It's an interesting take, but I think the problem for that take is that Ron DeSantis did really super well, right? Like, isn't that the problem with that take? Mm-hmm. And places like Ohio, where the not Trump person outperformed by massive, massive margins to the Trump person, right? Like, or New Hampshire, even with Sununu. Like, and I get it, Sununu's annoying, like that he doesn't have the coattails either, but. It's just like you got to get people elected. And what's he and, saying? What's who saying? Anson? Oh, I don't know. What Going he's in the doing. pool? He's playing his game over there. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I, ultimately, at the end of the day, I do feel that it is a lot about Trump. Um, so Leslie says many are also blaming the national GOP establishment. 
But McConnell's pack did put $200 million into these races, I'm just saying. I think there's plenty of blame, not all, but plenty to go around in the leadership. What have they demonstrably done differently in the last two years nationally? What have they done to fix the problems I mentioned above? What have they done to unify the party? From what I've seen, they've been fair-weather friends to Trump, accurate, and then stab him in the back if they don't like something. I mean, true, but I think, like, I think everybody's given Trump a lot of support for a long time. Well, yeah, and the, the problem is is that these guys are playing roles. P- people like McConnell, he's playing a role. He has to be facing to his members, and he has to be outward-facing to voters. And you put him in an impossible situation when you're Trump and you pull some wild crap and you put him in the situation they have to deal with it, like they attack on McConnell's wife and... Whatever you know, it's not wasn't the most horrid thing in the world, but it was it tasteless. You, you you're you're putting these guys in a very tough position. Trump is not a team player enough, right? And this says McConnell came out early. Uh, what James crapping on the quality of the candidates in his own party, making oh because Trump's never done that about anybody in his own party, making sketchy choices about where and who to send national GOP money to. Yep, but he did send national GOP money. Trump didn't send national money. I don't know. Is it any wonder that many people suspect he and McCarthy would rather keep their seats in clout as opposition leaders and party gods in the status quo rather than deal with a larger shakeup of the party to help the country? So what are they going to do now? Who wants to take a team and go examine what the Florida GOP did right in their messaging to their election laws and their staffing and their get out the vote? Does McConnell want to do it? Does McCarthy want to do it? Do the big PACs want to do it? Have they ever done it? I don't know where to go from here, but there's more to what happened yesterday than Trump sucks or GOP establishment sucks flailing. And I don't love how many of my conservative friends are jumping on one of those coping mechanisms. By the way, do you know who must be an insufferable braggart right now? Michael Graham. Uh, And she says Tom will probably say what's new. Um, what, so what did Graham say? I actually texted him this morning, too, about that it was time to say goodbye. To I don't think he said anything, because so she, she said he must be an insufferable bragger right now. He's probably uh, going to well, are going to lose. Yeah, he's mad at primary voters. <clears throat> That's what he talked about today. Yeah, uh, I mean... Uh... But here, another problem is, is that this is going to usher in, this is going to green light, which was being held at bay, this is going to green light the psycho-woke movement. Those orcs are going to start marching. And they already are. There's a story in the New York Post today saying SNL staff writers boycott over Dave Chappelle's hosting gig. Unrest at 30 Rock, page six hears that over the decision to sign up Dave Chappelle to host Saturday Night Live this weekend. Some of the staff writers are so furious that the comedy superstar who has made transphobic and homophobic jokes has been chosen to helm the iconic show that they're sitting out. Yes. That they're sitting out the episode. They're not going to do the show in Insider Tool Page 6, but none of the actors are boycotting. Well, here we go. I mean, every part of the culture, because there was no reckoning. No reckoning for any of this. This has been an endorsement of everything happened in the last two years, which is why this is so goddamn maddening. This is going to enthuse and entice these radical psychotics to continue to march as uh, hard and as fiercely as they can. Yeah. I mean, everything about this election, like they're just viewing it as an endorsement of everything and Mm -hmm. like to double down on all this stuff. But I don't know like what it's going to take for voters to, um, to, to change what they're doing. I just think like, I just think that part of the problem, and this is what was so great about this thread that Leslie was highlighting as well, is that, like, there wasn't, like, 
they hate Biden. They hate that everything sucks. They think the country's going in the wrong direction. They hate inflation. They hate how the economy's doing all this stuff. But like, what was the GOP presenting as an alternative? Right? Mm-hmm. And like, what was the narrative that the GOP was selling to say like, you know, this is what you will get if you elect us. Right? And I think Ron DeSantis had that because he'd been governing in a way where people went, Yep, I know what I'm going to get if I vote for this guy, and I like it. I have a good alternative here, and I like the vision that he's presenting for the future of our state and our country, and I'm for it, right? But like, but like nationally, what were Republicans presenting as as the alternative, right? Right. AOC says, "Wait, this is regarding the Twitter takeover. This tells you where she is. Where her? And by the way, she's only going to be more emboldened now. She's going to be a powerful member of Congress now. Yeah." Wait, so if people can pay $8 to get verified, does that mean strangers can just pay to get into their mentions tab? Because that will make following public conversations with journalists, outlets, and others almost impossible to track. Can you imagine that? (laughs) Normal people will be able to take the stage now. Strangers can just pay to get into their mentions? Holy God. Well, congratulations. We have made these people the... uh, you know, emboldened and empowered. So we may yeah. have a couple of chat chat messages. Should we go to them? Yeah, sure. I mean, I know it's not a happy show to end the week. The decision oh, is that, desk of is that today? The decision- no, today's Wednesday. It, no, it's oh, is it Wednesday? Yeah, election day was Tuesday. It's yesterday. Oh, I know, well, man. We're all well, blown away. Then am I off in like what day? I, no, I am not. Okay. Well, but anyway, I don't know if I'll be able to join on the show tomorrow. You'll join. But I'll try. You'll join on the show tomorrow. Hello. Be flying. We're getting on uh, some election coverage here. Let's get out the big board. Um, it's looking <laughs> like um, uh, Gilf uh, Sarah Palin will not win her Senate seat. Hold on one second. What exactly was that scream? Did Justin have kids, or is he? It was had- Anson, I believe. Oh, it was? Okay. 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 Let me just make sure. We're getting on. Uh, I was going to say, or did he kidnap one? Some election coverage here. Let's get out the big board. Um, it's looking okay. like um, uh, <laughs> Gilf uh, Sarah Palin will not win her Senate seat. <clears throat> and it's looking like um, Sarah. I think, that, I think that happened some months ago. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. No, it happened again last night, too. Really? Yeah. I thought she. Because the other one was a special. Oh, okay. Is going to be the new governor. You know, she's a little bit thicker, but, you know, some guys are into that. And it's looking like um, Greg Abbott will uh, remain governor of Texas. Some people are into people in wheelchairs. And uh, it's looking like uh, Dilf, uh, Ron DeSantis, will remain governor of Florida. Just for two more years, Justin. Yeah. Hi, top of the evening to you, Tom and Aris. Good day. It's Danny Sullivan, calling from his castle. Hey, Danny. Here in Boston <laughs> Harbor. You know, Thomas, <laughs> okay. it was very nice of that lad, Tim and Canton, to come down and buy a shirt for you. Very nice yeah. gesture. Yeah. I told him, Timmy, Timmy, my dear, your money's no good here. However, I will ask that you buy one of me hot dogs. Half well, price. Well, I think uh, old Timothy uh, misunderstood a bit, as he didn't take one of the ones from the grill. Uh, no, he started looking for... <laughs> Uh, another hot dog. What? <laughs> Is that so, true uh, about Timmy yeah. Canton? Anyway. I don't know. Enjoy the shirts. I uh, think hope you washed it. 
between yesterday and today, I'm like basically in a fever dream because I'm so sick and I like can't can hardly like track reality. But sick, she says. In other I words, am sick. coked out of your I assume gourd. I've given coked about out of your 50 gourd. people. I assume I've given at least 50 people COVID like in the last two days, but who knows? Oh, good girl, Alice. Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm just trying to get us to herd well, immunity. Tomorrow we'll have a sense of normalcy because uh, I am back home, thankfully. Oh, thankfully. I can't do this crap when we go on the road. It's I'm funny. flying tomorrow. Brian Shackman. Shackman, by the way, loved the uh, shirt, the, the Sullivan shirt, and says that he Good. goes there all the time. He's the morning show host in my radio station. Oh. And I was talking to him, and uh, yeah, Alice, we, get, we need to sponsor the Burn Barrel podcast. Okay, I'll work on it. Okay. You're in the marketing. Shackman mentioned that yesterday. He said, didn't you say your wife's in marketing? Can she handle that? I said, you would think she could, considering her <laughs> plate is empty, but no. <laughs> Alas, no. The music so is playing true. right now. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know what else uh, well, this means? That the, every Democrat is like reelected? It means that there's freaking hyperactive uh, sign language idiots in the little box next to every Democratic governor is going to be back furiously signing. I got a big problem with those people. Big problem. Well, thank you all for listening. At least Tom will be back tomorrow. I'm not sure if I'll be joining. but uh, Maybe I'll bring another in... chick on. Good. Uh, I think you should do that. All well, right. I don't know how to do this thing. Do you I? can't do video, I don't think. Well, you can. You I just can don't know it. how. But... I can do it better than you. <laughs> okay, I, can I bet I can you can. The music is back on. Well, thank you all for listening. You can find us at BurnBarrelPodcast.com, at BurnBarrelPod on Twitter. Um, Very nicely done. See you later. Uh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.